0: Welcome to the Heather Penny Podcast, where our goal is to help you reach your potential by increasing clarity, building confidence, and engaging courage. Dr. Heather Penny is a leadership coach, trusted advisor, and admired author. I'm Christina Morales, a writer and marketer, and Heather is my dear friend and my coach. So today we're continuing with our theme for April, Rebirth and Renewal. And I'm excited to discuss Growing Your Confidence. Yes. Second, to get to know Heather Penny, our episode titled Building Your Confidence was so popular. And I feel like this in this current state of the world, we're getting bullied and there's a lot of arguing going on. When we have the confidence to live in our true beliefs, we can renew our minds with good and not the junk around us. And I can't think of anyone better to discuss this with than you, Heather. Oh, cool. Thanks, Christina. I'm looking forward to it. So this is clearly part of your three C living and the three C's are what we always open up our podcast with clarity, confidence, and courage. Mm -hmm. So why do you think so many people are aching to find their confidence right now?
1: I think we all know where we're not confident, Mm -hmm. but when's the last time you talked to anybody and said, Hey, I'm not feeling confident here. How do I grow my confidence? I don't even know if we have much language for that. Right. Right. <laughs> and because of the work I do, I do hear people say that to me all day long. And I, I too understand it. There, people think that I have this high level of confidence because I speak or teach or get up in front of large groups of people. And I go, Are you kidding me? <laughs> I've had to do my inner work too to go find my confidence. I was incredibly shy growing up. And I think learning how to, to, recognize the level of your confidence in whatever area that you might be thinking about, whether it's speaking in front of people or whether it's your confidence in your marriage or confidence in your parenting or confidence at work, whatever it is, leadership. I think once you start recognizing where you like it to grow, what I try and honor is saying, you can, you can grow your confidence. Many of us think we're just stuck with a confidence level that is just going to keep them stuck in life. And You said it just earlier on, our confidence is connected to what we believe Mm -hmm. and how we believe where we, how we believe about things really impacts our confidence. So I like to go right after their core beliefs and say, is this belief keeping you stuck? Is it preventing you from moving forward? Is it um, bringing in more fear, anxiety? Those are beliefs that are false, that are actually tearing down your confidence. Let's see if we can go get some beliefs that are going to be true about you. It's going to move you forward. That's going to help you step into your big, beautiful life. That's going to invite in more love, more caring, more compassion, um, just more of a beauty to step into your life. And many of us feel like we're just kind of stuck with the confidence level we have. And we just have to figure out how to manage it and just figure out how to get around it.
0: Can I put in a request for book number two? Your book your book is about to come. Oh, actually, book number three. We already have two books. <laughs> Do we? Oh, good. I think your next one should be called your big step into your big, beautiful life.
1: I think so too. I say it all the time. Every day, I I lose that phrase and people, people are more, and you don't even realize it. And this is, again, I'm going to use a concrete example. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are just trying to figure out how to survive today, much less the next five years or 10 years, or, you know, as we age, moving toward our deathbed, there's so much um, focus and energy putting on how do we get through today? How do we get through this next Monday? (laughs) How do we get through this weekend? How do we get through this parenting stage? How do we get through this job? How do we get through to the end of the week? So the mindset there is really about surviving life. This is impacting people's confidence. Mm -hmm. If you're constantly trying to figure out how do I get through this, whatever stage in life, how do I get through this Monday? It could be a daily impact. It could be a long-term. I've had pe- heard people really complain about, you know, the junior high kids. And I go, they're only junior high once. There's some real beauty coming out of that stage. Is it a hard challenging stage? Yeah, it certainly is. But are they learning to individuate, think for themselves? Yeah, let's celebrate that. But I think we live so much of this, how can we survive this next stage in life? And what would our world look like? What would your life look like if you actually said, I am right where I need to be. I get to learn from it, and I get to stay curious, and I get to be better because of this experience. Think about what each year would bring if we actually lived with that um, that thriving mentality versus that surviving mentality which I think is chapter, I want to say seven or eight in my, my book that's coming out, surviving versus thriving.
0: So it's fresh in my mind. Oh, that's so good. Or at least do a big painting and then have it say, step into your big, beautiful life. There we go. I'll work on that. Okay. Okay. (laughs) And you said that you weren't always this confident that uh, you were shy growing up. So what life experiences or aha moments did you have to get to this point?
1: Yeah, it was all through my college years where it was very difficult for me to say hi to people, mm-hmm. and a lot of people can hardly believe that. But I think what I was grappling with is um, kind of this belief of I got to make sure everybody likes me, and I got to make sure I don't mess up. So you're talking about a confidence uh, killer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if my all my energies was just trying to get it right and not disappointing. I couldn't put my energies toward building a big, beautiful life. It was when I started recognizing that my belief was, I got to be perfect. I got to get it right. I cannot disappoint. Mm -hmm. And that's really these false beliefs that were keeping me back and moved it into, I get to love me. I get to be my best self. I get to learn from my mistakes and I get to engage with people that, that want to get to know me better, not judge me. These were all things that allowed me to step out of this fearful place of speaking up and moving into a place of developing and cultivating conversations and relationships. And even when I go to speak, I always love connecting with one or two people beforehand. If I know that one or two people are in my corner, I can get up in front of the group and be okay. And sometimes I don't even have time to connect with the audience, but I got usually my assistant right there next to me. who knows exactly what I need, or I bring a buddy or friend, they know exactly what I need to be able to hook into my true beliefs and not because of out of my fear of getting up and speaking in front of me, in front of people, you can see how that would really hook into my false belief of, oh my gosh, do not screw up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's a terrible belief to be um, ruminating on before you get up in front of people. I need, but sometimes that anxiety and all the people in the room, sometimes, especially if it's a large group, you know, 250 people, I came, I spoke at not too long ago and I could feel that pulling on me. And I had a buddy there who said, hang on to your true belief. You're here for a reason. There are people who are going to, to love you. And there's people who are not going to love you. You're not here to try and get earn that. You're just mm-hmm. here to be a loving presence and offer the freedom that people need. And you get to release and let them do their thing. So I think once you just center yourself a little bit more of, I know I'm really clear on my purpose in this world and I get to offer that and people get to decide if they want it or not, that does not impact who I am as a person. It doesn't feel good when you're rejected. I'm not going to lie to you. Or <laughs> People don't like what you have to say. It doesn't really feel good. But at the same hand, it, it's not going to impact my identity of who I am. My identity is not contingent on what a whole audience thinks of me. My identity is contingent on I get to be my best self, put my best foot forward and really love and offer um, the purpose and the intent of that conversation. I get to offer it in freedom and give people the opportunity to decide what they want in life. And then I get to bless and release. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: That's uh, perfect, because that's exactly what my next question was going to be. Like we can... Yeah, we can work really hard on a project and we're so proud of it. And then if someone says, oh, look, you did this part wrong, or this this mm. isn't what I asked for, we're so deflated. Or just the opposite can happen. We can roll out of bed and we're feeling frumpy and we go to Target and someone says, wow, I really like your haircut or something. And then we're like, hey, I feel good yeah. about myself. How do yeah. we balance the internal and external factors? And you are addressing this, but can you go into it a little deeper?
1: Yeah, you know, it makes me think of, and I'm so sorry, I can't remember the author, but the five languages of love, I want to say Gary Smalley, but I'm not sure if I'm right or not. It makes me think of that we all know what we need to feel loved. It's like words of affirmation, gifts, Mm -hmm. time, um, touch, these are some of the languages of love. And I think one of mine really is if someone can take the time with me, and if someone can give me words of affirmation, it does make me feel loved. So I think letting myself own that is okay. But the shadow side of that is if I stand up in front of an audience and try and get all this affirmation from them and not from maybe that handful of people in my life that I trust and know that truly love me and know me, because I've also messed up pretty bad in audiences. Like I walked away from one not too long ago going, I so missed the mark. I knew (laughs) I did. And I was not happy with what I had said. And it wasn't, you know, I I think I'm pretty hard on myself. I have a high standard. So I don't think anyone else would have said she was terrible. But I knew what I wanted to say. And I knew that I didn't deliver. So, you know, I had to then run it by some couple core people. And I said, what do you think? And just kind of work through it with them so that I had an accurate perception of both myself Mm -hmm. and the experience. And then I got to learn what I needed. I did not need to get all this feedback from all the people of the audience. You know, that was, that would have not helped me in the moment. And I think as we recognize where our affirmation comes from, if we step out and do new things, guess what? We're going to need more <laughs> affirmation than normal. That's totally fair. That's a vulnerable space that we're doing. And I think you get to define it. One of the things that we t- uh, really define in our, in our um, household and our family is taking risks. We affirm not necessarily the job. We affirm that, that that you went out for the swim team. We affirm that you went and interviewed for a job. We, we celebrate that you took a risk. You raised your hand in class. Mm-hmm. How it turns out um, is less important than how they chose to take a risk. That way, the affirmation is not contingent on, were you successful or did you fail? Mm-hmm. Because... My kids sometimes they they raise their hand and they don't feel good about it, and then it is a fail. I don't focus on the fail. I say, you raised your hand, you stepped in, you stepped up. That's what we're going to talk about. You went out for the team, and you were the last one picked. You went out for um, you went for a job, and they didn't choose you. We're going to celebrate the fact that you risked. And we're also, and I'm not going to dismiss the pain of being rejected. I know what that feels like too. We all do. Mm -hmm. So we're going to honor that space, but I'm not going to let you forget that you risked. So when we're done crying, (laughs) I'm going to stand with you and say, I'm so proud of you. I am proud of you. You risked and you fell flat on your face, but I'm proud of you for the fact that you risked, not whether you failed or whether you succeeded. And I think that's the type of people I want in my life because there's times where I will risk. And I will step out and it will be so vulnerable and it will be so hard. And a lot of times I am successful, but there's sometimes I really epic fail. I want my close friends and circles around me to say, you know what? Yeah, y- you stepped out. That's what we're proud about. That's what we're so excited about. You stepped out of your comfort zone and you went for it. Mm-hmm. And I want to go, thanks. Thanks for seeing that. So we can get very specific about the affirmation that we really need because every human needs affirmation, especially when we're risky.
0: Mm-hmm. Makes me think of the Wayne Gretzky quote that says, 100% of the shots you don't take, don't go in. So (laughs) we got to keep shooting. Yes. And the root of confidence seems to be self-worth. Why do so many of us struggle with our true value?
1: Well, I think it goes back to those beliefs. And then I think how we invite people in to stand with us in our true beliefs makes all the difference. And I think when I started recognizing that, I saw this in some cases, I was inviting the wrong people. They didn't really want to stand with me in my true beliefs. They just wanted to comfort me. Mm -hmm. There's a person that said, I know what I want now in my life. And can now when I reach out, I'll say, can you stand with me in this belief? This is what I'm really trying to go after. And it feels very weak today (laughs) or It feels really scary and vulnerable. And you've heard me say it. I like one of my things. Like it, and just so you know this, whatever I say, oh, I think I'm getting sweaty palms. <laughs> that means one my, of my false beliefs are creeping up. And you heard me say it in our team meeting not too long ago. Because here I've been on this four year journey of writing this book. And now we're starting to talk about launching it and selling it. I literally get sweaty palms. <laughs> I start wiping them on because yeah. my, my confidence and everything is getting impacted. Well, the next stage, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm still quote writing. You know, when I have an editor it's like, you're done writing. Like we can revise till the sun goes down. I hire people to do that with me because I can hide behind the editing process. Why? Because my confidence is wavering.
0: Mm.
1: So who I surround around me, this is a huge risk for me. You know, I'm not going to shame this for whatever reason. This is really nerve wracking to me. I get to have the right people in my corner that says, we are standing with you in this, in your true belief, and we're going to help you reject this, this false belief. So I think the more we're kind of transparent about that in our inner circles, it helps us build that confidence.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: truly can visualize a year or two from now, you know, you're already talking about book two or three and I'm like, Oh, Christina, I'm just trying to
0: <laughs> <first> <laughs> finish. Because I believe in you. Exactly. And that's how I
1: hear it. I go, wow, I love her confidence in me. I love her confidence in that. And that's going to engage my confidence because when I'm in the middle of risking, my false beliefs are screaming and I'm working very hard to reject them. And I'm working very hard to grab on my true belief, which is I get to step into my big, beautiful life. This is the Mm -hmm. next stage of my big, beautiful life. So everything that I talk about, it's because I have lived it or am living through it now. Mm -hmm. It's... Anything that the emotions that my clients feel, I go, of course, I know what that feels like. Of course, I know what it feels like to do an epic fail. Of course, I know what it feels like to not have clarity, to not have confidence, to feel like you keep failing and engaging your courage. I know what all of that feels like. Yeah. So that's why I want to go after the. You, you can have the skill set to actually grow your confidence. You can have the skill set to really grow your courage and your clarity. Hmm. So how we focus on that, you know, confidence is always connected to what are we believing?
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: I remember I said it to one client it really impacted her and you never know what's going to impact sometimes I sit there and wax eloquently and they don't get anything of what I I said they they hang on to this one comment and I usually ask them what was significant and she says to me when you said huh sounds like you need to check or sounds like you need to change your beliefs she goes that's Mm -hmm. all you said to me Heather and then you walked away (laughs) and I go really? I just said, I just dropped that truth bomb and walked away from you. I mean, how did that feel? Cause I was starting to feel like that doesn't sound like me. I don't really go around saying you should, or you need, but I, I just kind of commented off the cuff and it. And I think we have a high enough trust level that I said something about, yeah, I think you need to check your beliefs on that. And I usually like to do that with, especially with my high achievers, cause they're usually shaming themselves, judging themselves are so hard on themselves. And I just go, well, you know, I feel like I have to stick up for you when you start getting bad at yourself. And that's kind of my job. (laughs) So I think as I step into these beliefs with people, I just say, you get to look at what you're believing. And if you want me to look at it with you, I'm here for you. If you need to look on your alone on your own time, I totally get that. But that comment really planted a seed with her. And she came to the next conversation saying, I I want to explore my beliefs more with you. I said, oh, that's awesome. I have another client who he came to the conversation saying, we've been working together for quite a while now. And I now am ready to start talking about all my false beliefs and here they are. He put them all on the table. And I thought, wow, I did not see that coming, Mm -hmm. but he had to take his time of saying, let me think through this. Is this a safe relationship? Is this where I want to go with it? Then he had his clarity and it was so strong. You know, I am not enough. I'm worthless. I'm, I'm not valued. I'm not worth listening to the interesting thing. And I, I never want to tell people this when they're sitting there burying their soul, their false beliefs. I can't tell you how similar. There's probably like, I want to say six to ten that are pretty much the mm-hmm. predominant ones that everybody is thinking. like I'm not enough. I don't deserve to be loved. I'm not lovable. Um, I don't deserve to be heard. I don't have what it takes. These are so many of the mm. basic ones out there that come up over and over and over, and I just think, oh my goodness. This is what is assaulting our confidence. Mm -hmm. What would we look like if we began to believe I am lovable? I am enough. I do have what it takes. That's the true belief I'm hanging on to right now as I'm getting ready to launch this book. I do have what it takes. I do have what it takes. Because what am I feeling as I get in the more vulnerable stage of risking? You don't have what it takes. (laughs) That's my false belief that starts creeping up when I'm doing something for the first time. I don't know what I'm doing. I've never done it before that fear of failure. What if I fail? What if I fail? These are the things that really goes after confidence. So what I gently want to do is help people reject that false belief and then start engaging a true belief. Mm -hmm. And I literally, I write them. I'm holding up a post-it now. I write them (laughs) on post-its all over the place. This is on my computer. When I'm having a hard time, uh, I can feel that false belief just kind of screaming at me. I have to write down true beliefs, put on a post-it. I tell people this all the time, put on a post-it, look at it, just look at it. It's in front of me all the time because I'm trying to do breakthrough. I'm trying to hit that next level. I'm trying to level up. And that confidence has to be engaged in order for me to level up. So I want to do all my inner work that says, this is what's assaulting my confidence. Now this is what's growing my confidence. Mm
0: -hmm. There's a statistic that says, now I may not get this completely right, but 90% of the things we worry about never happen. So we could live in that worry stage of no one's going to buy my book. No one's going to like my book, but Mm -hmm. what if they do? What if it explodes and we live in that worry zone? And so we need that confidence to get out of that.
1: Yes. And I probably have five people and you're one of them that's in my life that if it's an epic fail, who will go, it's okay, head. we're so proud of you. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? That's all you need. You just need a small handful to do great things. And I think that it's less about this, carrying the shame of I failed, I failed. And I think just letting yourself go, it could totally fail. You know, No maybe nobody will even like it, but I'll still be okay. And I'll still write another one. And I will learn what I need to from this one and I will move on. So then you even develop these these true beliefs that start surrounding a quote fail. And you have your go-to people that will celebrate that you risked and they're not going to judge you for failing. Like, I told you you should never have done that. I told you you should never start that company. You know, we don't need those voices in our life when we've tried to risk.
0: All I know is we're close to 1,200 downloads, so clearly you have a message people want to hear, and clearly you're already a success to all of us. <laughs> and I'm so glad you brought up your executive leaders because uh, my that's my next question is you assume that these people are super uber confident, you know, because yeah. why would you go for a role or... um to be the leader of like a multimillion dollar corporation. If you're like, oh, I can't do it, I'm wimpy. You don't think of these people as being insecure. And I was going to say like, what makes, what are they doing differently than the rest of us to get ahead and to have that confidence to lead these huge teams and these executives and these multimillion dollar corporations. But it's interesting that you addressed it and said that they also have confidence issues.
1: Oh, yeah. I work with these very high achievers who are doing great things. Yeah. You know, multiple companies, and you're right, multi-million dollar revenue companies. And all over the world, you know, I'm thinking of one leader, too, who's leading two different organizations and institutions as an expat. I work with a lot of expats, too, around the world. And Mm -hmm. the things they whisper to me, I just go, I know. I know. I know. It's the same thing that every human... Is feeling, which is I'm not enough, or I got, you know, I've got uh, $39 million here on the line. What if I blow this? Mm. It's the same, same conversation as someone who's trying to figure out a budget of $390 a month. <laughs> it's, it's, we deal with the same emotions. Does it cost feel higher for some of these? Of course. But by the time you get to these higher levels, you've learned in life how to get to that space it's just that everybody hits a limit where they're like i can't level up and i said wait a minute when you were 25 and you only had $3000 to manage on your budget did you do that well yes hmm. you learned what you needed to do to now manage, manage a $39 million budget you've got the skill set so i go after that confidence which says you got the skill set you know what to do
0: mm-hmm. now
1: Let's deal with, there's more on the line. The cost is higher. So there's another false belief coming up. You know, what if I blow it for everybody? The, Mm -hmm. one of the biggest things I work with in corporate America is, um, not just corporate America, like I said, in other countries, but (laughs) is what if I'm the weak link? That is the biggest one that my overachievers Mm. like to whisper to me. And I was like, yeah, we get to start addressing that. The more high functioning team that you're on the more nervous they get that they might be the weak link. And if they go into a meeting fearing that they're the weak link, what do you think they're doing? They're trying to prove themselves through the whole meeting or they're living out of the fear that they're not getting it right. So what I like to do is gently go to the core and say, okay, let's go to the core. If you go into that meeting with all these high level leaders and there's a huge budget on the line. There's a huge cost on the line. There's all these different things. And you're worried about being the weak link. What do you think you're going to offer in that meeting? And the leader smart enough to realize, yeah, I'm going to just offer fear. I said, you don't want to offer fear. You want to offer trust. You want to offer confidence. <laughs> what belief do you want to take in? And that's always harder to get to. So there, mm-hmm. it'll be something like, finally, like I have what it takes, or I'm in the right, I'm the right person for the right position. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll know what to do. When, um, it's my job to step in, or if, if I do fail, I get to learn from this and be better, whatever it is they need to reach for. I help them reach for that true belief. And I said, okay, now I get to take that into the meeting. Mm-hmm. You know? So I think there's always this, this fear that's niggling at us, particularly when we get more and more successful and everyone thinks, oh, you get su- successful. You're fine. Like, yeah. Oh no, there's a shadow side for success. Why? Mm. You know, I think of myself when I was speaking to, you know, small groups, or <laughs> when no one was asking me to speak, I felt happy as a clam. I was really confident. But when mm. the group started growing and more and more speaking opportunities and the groups became larger and larger and I had to buy headsets to, to get my voice heard and microphone, I mean, I could feel those false beliefs starting to come back alive. It was a much bigger cost to blow it in a group of 500 than it is to blow it in a group of five you can feel that pressure coming on and so these false beliefs that we might have had mastered over the last decade or earlier years are now creeping up because the success in the in your world is growing around you. Mm-hmm. We don't want that to stop us from an abundant life and a beautiful big beautiful life. We want to be able to throw our hands open wide and say I can't control any of this. I get to trust that I'm being led and guided. I get to trust that I'm the right person for the job. And I get to stay connected with my heart and head. And I get to learn new skill sets to be a better person, a better leader, better parent, better whatever it is we're trying to to move into.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, that's a great note to end on because that's all (laughs) the time we have for today. Um, And join us next week when we talk about celebrating one another. And we'll all be looking for your book. The life you're made for and your not your next one. Step into your big beautiful. There we go. Yeah. Book two. But no pressure. No pressure, <laughs> but I'll just keep reminding you.
1: <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Maybe you could ride it with me, Christina. Oh, that'd be amazing.
0: <laughs> Please subscribe to the Heather Penny Podcast. And for questions, comments, and resources, visit heatherpenny.com. Remember to live your best life and your big, beautiful life. You have to live intentionally. Have a great day. And we can't wait for you to join us next week. Thanks, Heather. You're welcome. Take care, everyone.